0: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, June the 23rd. And ladies and gentlemen, it looks like, for real, we might actually have a baseball season this year. After months, it seems like really two months, month and a half of of heavy talk, but months of talking about how and when and the disastrous labor negotiations between the owners and the players, uh, we have reached the end point. It would appear tonight at five o'clock, the players will vote on the health and safety protocol. But it does look like Rob Manfred has uh, instituted a sixty-game season. After all the fighting, all the animosity. They could not come to an agreement. The baseball players wanted to keep their ability to file a grievance and ultimately said, when and where? And Rob Manfred said, 60-game season. We'll get to the specifics of it. Look, I think um, a lot going on. Look, I think that this is the kind of thing, when we heard for sure, and again, they do have to vote at 5 o'clock tonight, but multiple people, including John Heyman, have come out. Um, And Jeff Passan, as well, has said that, um, they are hearing only positivity that that this will pass, that the players will accept out the safety protocols with a few slight minor tweaks, and that ultimately um, spring training too will begin soon, and we will have a baseball season. We'll get the specifics of it all and all that, um, but it does feel, you know, a little muted. You know, we would have thought that whenever, especially after, you know, I spent the last two months plus talking about will they, won't they, the anger, the animosity all this stuff on both sides that that you know we thought that when we finally were were able to say for sure hey baseball's coming back that that it would be an exclamation point at the end of the sentence it would be excitement at the end of the sentence you know that to say the sentence and it is there is but it is muted I mean there's no way to come out of what we've gone through the last two months considering the the timing of it all and the situation to come out and Say rah rah yay baseball because it, it just it feels hollow you know it feels like we could have had an extra month of baseball we could add so many more games we could add so many more um, such a more um, positive experience deciding all that I mean it just could have it could have gone so much better I think in the end most people are mad at, at everybody you know that <laughs> instead of the hey baseball's back let's be excited I think most people are like eh you know cool I guess. Um, because people are angry at at uh, what has transpired over the last couple months, and it's hard to blame them. I mean, it has been just infuriating, as you know. I mean, you listen to the show. It's, it's been just the worst. It has been the worst couple months of, of arguing and fighting and acrimony and just anger on both sides and um, poor faith negotiating and, and all this type of stuff. It's just been a... Real, a lot of trials and tribulations to get to this point. I, look on the on the flip side, as much as the the excitement is muted, there should still be excitement. Like, if nothing else, it is exciting news to say, hey, we're gonna have a baseball season. And now, look, there are still a lot of obstacles to get there. As uh, Jason Stark tweeted out earlier today, even more um, COVID cases announced. Uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies and, and of course, across baseball. But Stark tweeted out today, the Phillies announced that two more players and two more staff members have tested positive for COVID-19. One player and both staff members were tested in Clearwater. The other player was tested outside Clearwater. They now have had a total of seven players and five staffers test positive. So, look, we're not out of the woods yet. I think we all know that from a health and safety perspective. We expect the players to agree to health and safety protocols in – This evening and officially have a baseball season on the way, but again, it's all tenuous. It's all still up in the air based on the COVID stuff. We'll see how it all plays out. Um, But I do think, look, we should be excited. We will, we will get a baseball season. It will be sixty games. It'll be a sprint to the finish. Um, It does not look like we're going to have expanded postseason. It does look like that theoretically could happen, but it does not look that way. A lot of the things that were argued about on each side, you know things that, that won't be in john amon did tweet out earlier today that it does look like the universal dh will be part of the health and safety protocol uh so the the universal dh does look like it's coming to major league baseball in 2020 as does in a much less exciting news um the runner on second base to start extra innings looks like something that could happen as a way to avoid extra long games obviously with a short amount of time to play the games they need to play and um you know, Potential for injuries and all that type of stuff. I get it. I hate it. I hate it. And the run run around second base, star X ratings is among my least favorite uh, innovations of baseball in the last few years. Obviously, a minor league rule now we use this year. But look, I, I get for this year. I'm willing to suspend a lot of things. It's actually you know you hoped and hoped that they could find a way. I hated the idea of the expanded playoffs for 2021, but for 2020, I actually think it's necessary. I mean, the 60 game season. There's gonna be so much volatility in there that I do think a good team could get edged out by a bad team based on a hot two months, month and a half, you know. I, I think that's a dangerous situation and and I do think expanded postseason could help cover some of that. Um, but it looks like that's not gonna happen. We'll see how that, that shakes out, if there's any more negotiating with that one way or the other. But um why don't we why don't we dive into the actual specifics of it? Let's break it down as um Jeff Pass and Jesse Rogers. Jesse Rogers on Twitter was the first person last night. Who broke the news that the players had? Um, since we last broke, the players voted down the 60-game uh, proposal from the owners by a vote of 33 to five of their executive board, the 38 members, um, and that led to Rob Manfred instituting a season. Uh, Passing and Rogers um, article sources: MLB targets 60-game season starting around July 24th, assuming conditions met. Uh, Major League Baseball plans hold a 60-game season that will begin around July 21st, but first. It needs players to sign off to the health and safety protocols and to pledge to arrive at home stadiums by July 1st to prepare for the season. Sources familiar with the situation told ESPN. And again, that is what we're waiting for tonight. We expect those to pass um, July 1st, meaning within a week, you know, players will be at their stadiums ready to start preparing for baseball. I mean, that is exciting. You know, the idea that spring training is not in a week is, is good news. Um, the article goes on owners voted to implement a 60 game season on Monday hours. After the Major League Baseball Players Association rejected a 60-game proposal that would have included an expanded postseason and other anth- ancillary salary bumps. After nearly three months of fruitless negotiations, Major League Baseball opted to use the right given to it in the party's March 26 agreement to impose a schedule of, desired length, of its desired length. By choosing a season of 60 games, the league will pack about as many games as it can through September 27th the league self-imposed cutoff for the regular season. And I do think that the reason the owners decided to go 60 games since they were implementing a season was 100% to avoid a grievance being filed. A grievance is going to get filed to fight the grievance that will be filed by the Players Association for the owners not negotiating good faith. I think it's pretty clear. Look, the players allow them to institute a 60-game season at full prorated pay rather than agreeing to the proposal from the owners of a 60-game season with full prorated pay. It is 100% the reason they did that is so that they could still file the grievance. They didn't want to waive the right to file the grievance. That was the biggest thing. They're willing to give up some of the concessions that were a part of that. You know, the idea of an um, expanded postseason, the universal DH, which it looks like we will get for this year anyway. Um, but they were willing to waive, uh, you know, some salary stuff and all that type of stuff uh, in order to... Get the right to file a grievance. And, you know, I think there there are some players who agree with that, some players who don't. Uh, Trevor Bauer actually spoke out against it, tweeted out last night. So we gave up shares of playoff money, eliminating the qualifying offer for 2021, paycheck advance forgiveness, COVID 19 protections, and protection for non guaranteed arbitration contracts for next year in order to hold on to our right to file a grievance. And then he does the thinking man emoji there, so so it does look like not everyone agreed with the decision. You know, um, it does look like there were players who maybe would have preferred to accept the sixty game offer from the the owners and to get something on their end from that. You know, that's why I always thought the whole time that. If the commissioner were just going to institute a season, that it made sense for, for both sides to agree to at least get something out of it. You know, if you're going to play the same amount of games, whether you institute the season or not, and you're getting your full priority to pay one way or the other, um, why not try and get something else out of it? Obviously, for the players, the right to file the grievance was that crucially important to them that that's why they wanted to not accept the deal as it was put on the table there. Uh, it goes on. Additionally, the 60-game season could serve as a buffer against a grievance by the MLBPA, this is exactly what I'm talking about, which in the case of a potential implementation has been expected to charge that the league did not fulfill its duty to complete as full a season as possible. However, the league could also file a grievance against the union as well based on as we've talked about them not negotiating good faith in their eyes. So grievances all around that could be fun. The article goes on. Multiple players told ESPN that they expect to agree to the league's call to report by July 1st and to its health and safety protocol with executive subcommittee member Andrew Miller telling ESPN we are ready to get back on the field. That is huge right there. I'll read it again. Multiple players told ESPN that they expect to agree to the league's call to report by July 1st. And to its health and safety protocol with executive subcommittee member Andrew Miller telling ESPN, quote unquote, we are ready to get back on the field. That is great news because right now, you know, we've got this feeling like we're going to baseball, but the players still have to agree to this stuff. Um, It does appear that every sign out there is saying the players are going to agree to this and they're ready to get back on the field. And thank goodness, Um, because for multiple reasons, first and foremost, like no more. We're done. We can't keep doing this anymore. But also, that, look, the players did say when and where. And, and I think the when and where was kind of the effect of that. The power of that was somewhat muted by the, the back and forth of the negotiations after. But ultimately, if the commissioner implements a season and the players don't show up, then it falls back on them. But they said when and where. That's happening now. You better show up. You better agree to this. I think that's pretty clear. The article goes on. If the players do... It would end a torturous path to a return to play agreement in a typically confusing way with the players rejecting a proposal only to have one of the same length implemented. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And the main reason is they want a grievance. That's it. That's the main reason. It goes on. After Commissioner Rob Manfred flew to Phoenix to meet with Union Director, Executive Director Tony Clark last Tuesday, the league believed it had the framework of a deal in place but union members balked at the 60 game framework and proposed a 70 games plus a larger chunk of the postseason bonus money than the 25 million the league was offering, as well as a cut of the TV revenue from the playoff expansion in 2021. Owners were livid. They rejected the proposal and asked players to consider the original 60 game framework. On Monday evening, the players rejected it by a vote of 33 to five, setting the stage for implementation. And that's, kind of where we're at again i just in all this i don't want to i don't want it to be lost the owners are in the wrong still and the owners have been in the wrong the whole time and i'm not backing off that i have not changed that the fact that the owners were livid at a 70 game instead of looking at a 70 game proposal when you're offering 60 instead of looking at 70 game proposal being livid why don't you look at it and say all right why don't we meet in the middle of 65 that's five million extra dollars a team that's a reliever that's a bench bat. suck it up Again, I think the owners have acted abominably throughout this whole situation. Not, at no point did they negotiate in good faith. It was only five days ago for the very first time that they put an offer on the table that had prorated money, the full, full prorated money, excuse me. First time, five days ago. And that's the offer that ended up ultimately, you know, implementing. That was the first time they offered full prorated pay. The first time. I think the owners have, have uh, as you know, I mean, you've heard me talk about it, but I think they've disgraced themselves throughout this whole process. Obviously, not all of them. They're good owners. They're ones who are probably fighting for the good, but obviously not the other way, too. And as we talked about the fact that Rosenthal reported that eight owners didn't even want to play this season, I mean, it's just a, an outrage. And again, I think those people should have to sell their team. You know, we'll never know who they are and all that, but I, I would say that if you didn't want to play this season, sell your team. Sell your team. You don't deserve to own. One of the 30 Major League Baseball franchises. A public trust that you own for the fans. Their entire lives, these fans. Generations of fans. Families. Are fans of your team. It's a public trust. You have a, a responsibility to them. And throughout this whole process, at no point did anyone care at all about the fans. About the people who support this sport. Who support your franchise. Again, for generations. Generations. At no point were the fans the primary focus. At no point with what, the fan, what matters to the fans. That didn't matter at any point. And I, I can't forget that. That has to be remembered. All right, the article goes on. Again, owners were livid. Needless to say, quote-unquote, Major League Baseball said in a statement, needless to say we are disappointed by this development. The framework provided an opportunity for Major League Baseball and its players to work together. To confront the difficulties and challenges presented by this pandemic, it gave our players, or our fans, the chance to see an exciting new postseason format, and it offered players significant benefits. Okay. The union earlier had suggested that the that the league implementing a schedule was the next step, saying in a statement, "While we had hoped to reach our revised back to work agreement with the league, the players remain fully committed to proceeding under our current agreement and getting back on the field for the fans, for the game, and for each other." In its statement, the league asked that the union provide two pieces of information by 5 p.m. Tuesday. today. Whether players will be able to report to training by July 1st and whether the union will agree on the opening day manual, excuse me, on the operating manual, which contains health and safety protocols necessary to give us the best opportunity to conduct and complete our regular season and postseason. So, and again, uh, uh, one other thing in there that's interesting too is, is certain players reporting and not reporting. I do think we will see players who decide to take the season off. You know, players who m- maybe, you know, um, are free agent at the end of the year or players are, it's going to be really fascinating to see how that plays out. Will everyone show up? I don't know. I mean, we're already seeing NBA players opting out of the, uh, the bubble. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think that's going to be one of the next things we talk about is, is will certain players not go? You know, uh, someone who's a free agent in the the year, someone who's had injury issues, this, that. Like, there are a lot of potential reasons, a short season where people might decide, all right, I'm I'm not going. And obviously, we'll see the players who have underlying health risks who won't have to go. That'll be fascinating to see how that plays out as well. All right, the article goes on. Under imposition, the deal is spare. Players would receive the full prorated share of their salaries, about 37% of their full season salaries, and $1.5 billion total. The postseason would remain at 10 teams. Players would not receive forgiveness on the $170 million salary advance they received as part of the March Agreement and would get no money from the postseason. Players would not agree to wearing on-field microphones. Teams would not wear advertising patches on their uniforms. Universal designated hit- hitter likely will remain in place as it's part of the health and safety protocol. Again, to all those points, I mean, those are that's the, the loss of not getting a deal done, right? That's the... The loss of having to implement a season is that there were other things that could happen that could help the game. I mean, expanded postseason, especially for this year, was a great idea for this season. On-field microphones, players growing the game, especially with the potential for more eyes on the sport when you know we as Americans have been lacking sports for so long. Like more people are gonna check it out, or at least had the opportunity. I know baseball's probably turned a lot of people off with the last couple months. But in theory, at least you would think that being on the American stage like this would have caused potentially more people to tune in. Now, who knows? But regardless, if they were tuning in, you would want to give them the best product possible, on-field microphone, stuff like that, out the window. It's a shame. article goes on. By rejecting the 60-game framework... The players retained their right to grieve the terms of the March agreement between the two sides. That is key. That was why this played out the way it did at the end. After spring training was set down in March because of the coronavirus pandemic, the league and its players agreed that when play picked up, players would be paid on a prorated basis and would discuss the economic feasibility of playing without fans in the stands. Players Association maintained that the discussion had nothing to do with their pay and the disagreement led to months of acrimony between the sides. The union delayed its vote on the league's latest proposal in order to collect new data regarding testing for COVID-19 after several recent outbreaks at team training facilities in Florida and Arizona and in Major League cities, sources told ESPN. All Major League Baseball training camps were temporarily closed after multiple teams reported positive tests on Friday. We know the Phillies, of course, one of those teams and the league announced on Saturday that a restart of training would occur only in teams' home cities. The players were then delayed the vote again on Sunday, sources said after Manfred made late tweaks to the proposal, offering an email to Clark to cancel expanded playoffs and Universal Designated Hitter for 2021 if 50 games weren't played in 2020. With implementation, that is all mute. What isn't is that after all this time, Major League Baseball finally looks like it will try. To have a season. And look, that's the ultimate key, right? Again, as much to use passing own word or word I've used, as much acrimony as there has been. And boy, has there been a lot. Has it been frustrating? Has it been upsetting? Has it been horrible? All these things are true. Big time. But we look like we're going to have a baseball season. After all that we've been through, after all the, the anger and upset and all that, it looks like, if nothing else, we're gonna try and roll a season here, and you know, we got spring training coming up in a week. We're gonna see the Phillies play baseball. Tell you. Even that's the thing—is as mad as I am. I'm mad. I'm talking about this right now. I'm annoyed. I read this. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed at them. Even when I say we're gonna we're gonna see the Phillies play, like I get a smile. I can't help it. I'm thinking about Bryce Harper and watching that dude play baseball—you know that—it's exciting. I think the the biggest takeaway from today is. I'm concerned about the sport and its future based on the relations between the two important sides in the sport, but damn, am I happy baseball's coming back. I am. I'm really happy baseball's coming back. I am. And I'll take 60 games. 60's better than none. Um, it does appear, now this has not been officially official, but Mark Tompkin, reporter for the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, tweet out that they will be keeping the geographical division thing so the Phillies, it looks like, will only be playing the NL East and the AL East. that is not great for the Phillies. Obviously, we'll get the fun thing is now is that um you know after months of just talking about for the most part just um, the hate and anger on each side of this and how it's checking out. Now we actually get to talk about baseball. Like the next month, we're gonna get to talk about the Phillies heading into the season, the J.T. Romito contract situation. Uh, I have uh, ESPN put a really cool article about sixty things to be uh, excuse me one thing to be excited about for each team heading into the season. We'll get into that. Um, you know, we'll go back to the power rankings I did from earlier this offseason, um, you know, kind of look at where teams stand heading in, how a shortened season will affect the Phillies, uh, what they need to do, what the team looks like. If we get to talk baseball again. Instead of being a show about labor negotiations, we can once again be a show about Phillies baseball. And that's, that's the most exciting part of all this. I'm, I'm just ready to talk Phillies. I'm ready to talk baseball i'm ready to be excited about this and there's a lot to be excited about again it has been a frustrating angering at times horrific path to get to this moment it has been infuriating many times but i'm excited i'm excited at baseball back uh you know we're a month away like one month and a few days from right now we're gonna be watching baseball again most likely again we'll see the covid stuff is still the, the elephant in the room that we don't know how it's going to play out, and we, we, there's literally no one who could tell you exactly how it's going to play out. But um, for the first time in months, there's real true optimism about the Phillies playing baseball this year, and, and that's exciting. And, again, I don't love that what the schedule is going to look like for them. Um, I think without expanded playoffs, they're in a lot of trouble potentially. But on a basic level, we haven't had sports in a long time here. And uh, baseball is my favorite. And if you're listening to this, there's a decent to good chance it's your favorite. We're gonna get baseball back, and it's gonna be a weird short season, um, but it's gonna be fun. And and every game's gonna matter, which will be really neat. It'll be a unique thing. It's almost like dropping us into a baseball season, August first, and saying, "Go get 'em, boys!" Like, and everyone's tied. Let's roll. <laughs> it's such a strange, unique situation. But I think on the flip side, there's going it's gonna be fun. It might not be legitimate. It might not be. Um, Something for the history books, and well, it will be in a different way, but in terms of something we look at um, with any sort of relevance historically, but I think it's going to be really fun. It's going to be fun to see a, a sprint to the finish, see what happens. And honestly, it helps the Phillies. I mean, the Phillies are not one of the best teams in baseball, so maybe they get hot. You know, anyone can get hot for a couple months. That's what you're hoping for. You're hoping that this is the actual two months the Phillies would have gotten hot. You know, that, that's the key. And, look, uh, we'll continue to break this down tonight. Hopefully it will be accepted. And tomorrow we can talk officially, official about, for sure, baseball coming back. Um, and we'll look ahead. We'll start to get excited, get excited for the season, get excited for the fact that, again, finally we can stop talking labor negotiations and start talking baseball, at least for a little while, right? So um, it's a good day, I think, from that perspective. So um, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll continue to, to get excited and to continue to look into how this happened, what the season's going to look like, all those factors, and, of course, how the Phillies will fare in it. So, um, Again, we can finally start to talk a little baseball. It's going to be fun. So uh, until tomorrow, stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.